the Bible Study Podcast, episode 114. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Luke with Luke chapter 8. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Luke chapter 8 starts with the parable of the sower. After this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out, Joanna, the wife of Cusa, the manager of Herod's household, Susanna, and many others. These women were helping to support them out of their own means. This paragraph answers a question about just how were Jesus and the disciples living since Matthew had left his tax collecting business and Andrew and Peter and James and John had left their fishing business? How were they making it on a daily basis? And what they were doing is they were living off of the generosity of at least these three women who Jesus had healed or whom he had cast out demons from including Mary Magdalene. And one of the things that's interesting about this is Mary Magdalene has often been referred to as someone who was a woman of bad reputation, a prostitute or something, in church history, but that's not consistent with the biblical story here. Mary and these other two women are named specifically as being women of means, wealthy women, and women who had also responded to the ministry of Jesus women who were healed or who were dispossessed because of the ministry of Jesus. And the account goes on, while a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on and the birds of the air ate it up. Some fell on rock and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop, a hundred times more than was sown. When he said this, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. He said, The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables, so that though seeing, they may not see, though hearing, they may not understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rock are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing they fall away. The seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart, who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering produce a crop." couple interesting things in this story. One, and I'm going to skip over the story itself for a second, is Jesus speaking in parables. In this particular account, Jesus tells the disciples he speaks in parables so that some people may not understand, which is an odd thing to say. Now, certainly early on in Jesus' ministry, he was less obvious about some things. 
if we look at the end of his ministry, and I'm right now reading in the Gospel of John, John spends a lot of time talking about the end of Jesus' ministry. He spends quite a few chapters talking about just the Thursday, we would call Monday Thursday, the Thursday before Good Friday, and what Jesus said to the disciples at that point. And a lot of his gospel is dealing with just the last week of Jesus' ministry, from Palm Sunday to Easter. And in that time, Jesus did say things more plainly, like who he was. If you've known me, you've known the Father. I am the bread of life. And things that were so radical that some of the people who followed Jesus left him. And the crowds left him, and therefore he lost the protection of the crowds and was able finally to be persecuted, was able finally to be crucified by the religious leaders. And so perhaps at this point in his ministry, he is being less clear because it is not yet time to be clear. But it's interesting, he is not trying to be clear at this point. He is not trying to make sure that everybody understands. And that's a bit of a puzzle. But I think it is also related to this story. This story is about spreading the word of God. This story is about the good news, the gospel. And Jesus says, the seed is the word of God. Now, I come from a family of farmers on both sides of my family. Now, dairy farmers on my mom's side and farmers on my father's side and ranchers. And this is some weird farming. This is not a good use of seed. If you were to encourage someone to go into the farming business, you would not encourage them to farm this way. The way you farm to try and make every seed count is you prepare the soil. You turn the soil, you pull out the weeds, you put fertilizer on it, you let it lie follow, you get it ready so that every seed has a chance. This farmer is not doing that. This farmer is throwing seeds places where it doesn't seem like it has any chance of growing at all. But what we learn from Jesus is in this parable, this farmer is God. This, he is throwing the word of God everywhere, even on people who are shallow in the sense that they are like the rocky soil that they don't have root, even on people who are hardened, even on people who are choked with life's worries. God does not desire that anyone should perish. And just because you may not receive doesn't mean that he doesn't desire that we receive the word of God. One interesting thing about this account is he does reveal what this parable means to the disciples and yet not to the crowd. There's two differences that might explain that. And we mentioned that he might be intentionally vague at some point here, but he's trying to get a message out. One difference is he says, whoever has ears, let him hear. So he is saying that there are people who are listening and there are people who are hearing. So the crowds are listening, but they're not hearing. Now, we did mention earlier that the crowds in some ways have been gathered for their own agendas. The crowds have come because they, what they can get from Jesus. But certainly there are some people in the crowds who are trying to understand what he's saying. The second thing is the disciples ask. The disciples come to him and say, we don't understand what it is that you're saying. Please explain it to us. And I wonder if sometimes we don't take that next step of saying, I don't understand what this means. Can someone explain it to me? I don't understand what you mean, God. Can you give me understanding? And 
The other thing I think it's useful to look at here is there are Jesus explains for us a number of ways that we can fail. He explains to us, for instance, the different types of soil that one is we can have no root. We can have a shallow understanding of Christianity, a shallow faith that isn't ready to handle the tough times. A superficial church-going kind of faith, not a real kind of faith, not a Monday faith, but a Sunday faith. And he says that's just not going to last. That's just not going to... They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. And then he says we have those who are choked by life's worries, riches and pleasures. And so we can have this distracted faith, this faith that says this is important to me, but so many other things that are important to me that I don't put any time into it. I don't don't focus on it because I have so many things I'm trying to focus on. And then we have obviously the rock, the, and then we also have those obviously the. Uh, and then obviously we just have those who who fail to receive the the hard soil itself, and those of us who have gotten so hard in our hearts that we're just not open to even that seed bearing any fruit, that seed even germinating. I'm going to go on to the next story here. Uh, No one lights a lamp and hides it in a jar or puts it under a bed. Instead, he puts it on a stand so that those who come in can see the light. For there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed and nothing concealed that will not be known or brought out in the open. Therefore, consider carefully how you listen. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what he thinks he has, will be taken from him. This is interesting because as we start this section here, it seems to be about a couple different things. No one lights a lamp and hides it in a jar. So we use that to say, you know, don't hide your light under a bushel. You should let your talent show. You should let the word of God show. Whatever we use that analogy for, you shouldn't hide that. In that, you shouldn't hide that. But it takes an unusual direction here because it says, for nothing is hidden that will not be disclosed. And it seems like it's heading a different direction. It seems like it's going to say, so what you do in secret will be made public. But then it takes another jog. Therefore, consider how you what? How you act? No. How you listen. This is related to this story above here. Consider how you listen. What does that have to do with there's nothing in what is what do these three sentences have to do with one another and as if that isn't enough jesus says whoever has will be given more whoever does not have what even what he thinks he has will be taken from him the only way i can explain that would be understanding that those who are diving into the word of god are getting more and more of it. And those who are like that rocky soil that is just shallow, that even what little they have will be taken from them. But it's, these are some, these are some enigmatic, these are some enigma, these are some, these are some odd verses here in this section of the Bible. 
But I think Jesus gives one more definition of what it means to be good soil, to be a place where the word of God can take root and grow and produce fruit, to produce results. Remember, that's what the seed is about, is producing a crop. And so we get this story here now Jesus mother and brothers came to see him but they were not able to get near him because of the crowd someone told him your mother and brothers are standing outside waiting to see you he replied my mother and brothers are those who hear God's word and put it into practice so we've got three different teachings about hearing the first one says that some may hear and not understand And it says there are four different ways that we can hear the word of God and how much root, how much effect, how much results it would produce in our life, depending on what our life is like, depending on how hard our heart is, depending on how busy we are, depending on how shallow we are, depending on how deep we let it take root. And then we have this next section that says, consider how you listen, because those who have more will be given. And then finally we get, I think, something that ties it up a little more that says, my mother and brothers are those who hear God's word and put it into practice. That's how we become good soil. We're not intended to be just listeners. We're intended to produce fruit. We're intended to produce a good crop. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, and I could see why you might after this particular section, feel free to leave a comment at thebiblestudypodcast.com or drop me an email at host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. As always, thanks so much for listening. Scripture and brain science agree. Meditating on God's Word transforms us and reduces stress in our lives. I'm Jody Nisnik, host of So Much More, Creating Space for God, a scripture meditation podcast. And each week I give you space to hear God's Word, listen to the Spirit, and pray about what's on your heart. And then we have a thoughtful conversation with guests to help us go deeper. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.